week, so we could take five minutes or so, sure. Thank you. Um, when you said that the Baruch Hashem is still sort of out still there, there. And that's what makes things continue. Yes. It, it's both. It's both. So it, it is literal that the Devar Hashem is right here in front of us, and that's what keeping that is what keeps the world in existence. It's also the case, just an, another facet of the same idea, that it is Hashem's rutzon, which is Makayim, that Devar Hashem. It sustains that Devar Hashem. <clears throat> if Hashem willed to withdraw his speech, then the world would cease to exist. But he wills to maintain and perpetuate his deep or his speech, and therefore the world continues. It's, it's both. He has to will his debor into, so to speak, staying there. Because mm-hmm. he could take it back at any moment. Right, right. We don't fully understand that if we're talking about the Ribbon Shalom, but the idea being that the koach, which allows the world to exist, is called Devar Hashem. Uh-huh. He spoke something, he put something into being, his speech. That's what made the world. And yeah. And he continues to, <coughs> to keep that there. Machadesh betuva b'chayom tamid ma'asei so, Mechadesh, he's making it Chodesh all the time. He's constantly perpetuating it. Sure. Any other? Yeah, Alka, please. Alka, Masa, Mazel Tov. Alka had a grandson uh, just now. Mazel Tov. Tzach In Eretz Yisrael, okay. Nachas and Bracha. The actual letters, right. So... So, I don't know, somewhere at the beginning of creation, because there, there is a, an idea that there are things that preceded the letters. The letters weren't first, but there was other things in Ratzon Hashem that led to the creation of the letters. But we're, we're talking about, in, in my humble opinion, and I really mean that, because <laughs> these are so mysterious, you know, for sure, that at the very beginning of creation, at the beginning of creation, Hashem created the letters which were His speech, and He spoke the world into being. So what it means that things preceded that, that's kind of above our comprehension. But at the beginning of creation, Vayomer Elohim, or that's, the letters are there, He's using them, He's... Speaking them, that's mamish at the beginning. Right. Right. So that's the idea that time was created too, right. and once you have the creation of time, now you can talk in about a beginning and an end. And before the creation of time, there's something else which is Hashem, but it's not. It's not within the realms of time. So we also, we can't grasp that either. No. We live in the world of time. Rebbe Sinyana Kana? I just think I heard it said that yeah. 
Hashem has to continually say these words. Yes. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to. He, he wills to. to. He wills to. Yeah, it is, it is his rutzone that those words continue. Absolutely. He doesn't have to do anything. He can't be Hashem is bound by nothing, right? It's completely his rutzone. Yeah. Yes, Tanya, please. I was, I was kind of uh, surprised when you said that Hashem does not give from his neshama, but he creates a neshama for every person, like right. independent of himself. Correct. Because we're not him. Uh-huh. That's the Yisod. Uh-huh. We are not Hashem. He created a neshama which he gave to us, but that neshama is not him. Okay. He made it, he sustains it. Elokai neshama shendasatabi, you gave it to me. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, please, Mr. So, Shulman. Is this the speech of Hashem, is, is, are we, is this being described to us in terms of human beings understanding, you know, Hashem Adam, or... Or is it really audible? It's being described to us as Kaloshon B'nai Adam, B'loshon B'nai Adam. The Torah is using terms that we can relate to. And that would be the case for most people. But there, there are some people, which would be Nevi'im, our prophets, who can actually hear Devar Hashem. Mm-hmm. And that's... Part of what happens to them is Vayomer Hashem el Avram Lech Lecha el This week's parsha, he heard Devar Hashem. Now, granted, that was a specific message to him that he was hearing, but that's what's happening. He's hearing Devar Hashem. So a navi has the ability to hear Hashem's words. We can't. But potentially, we all could. One day, at the time of Mashiach, we will all be navim and we will grasp that. But that Devar Hashem is not audible to us, but I wouldn't want to say it's not audible to anybody because we do have Naveen. Mm-hmm. So the, the words that he continues to speak to keep things in existence. A Navi could grasp that to some level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. I'm sorry, didn't I hear you? Yes. Oh, that Ashota has a type of nevuah, right? No, it's a different thing. It says, uh, uh, you, where, where do you have prophecy nowadays with Ashota, with an insane person and with children? <clears throat> We're not saying our kids are insane. Right? <laughs> we may think that sometimes. So, but the idea is that they may have a spark, you know, of, of an idea of something that like sometimes you talk to a crazy person and they say something that's true and it's come, most people couldn't get to that. Or a child sometimes in their innocence and in their complete you know, purity, they'll say something which is like a spark of Navua. It doesn't mean they're Naveem, but they're touching on something which is MS and it's given to those unique people, to very different you know, categories of people, that there's a little spark of it. They can say something, sometimes that's true, that has to do with an event or something in the future, they can touch on something. That is what the Chachamim say. But there, but doesn't mean to say they're Naveen. That's a Madrega. Navi is a Madrega that people have to work for and strive for and become that. Yeah, please, Linda. So, you mentioned something that Torah came before creation. Right. 
Yes, the Torah pre-preceded words, and and our understanding of the Torah is the Torah which which has already been manifested in words. So I think we saw this midrash before the Chachamim say, "A shachora agabe a shlavana." What does the Torah look like up there? Black fire on white fire. So that's before words. It's before. It's not in word form, but the Torah encompasses everything. We, we know the Torah as far as how it's presented to us in words, the Chamisha Chumashay Torah, and how the Chachamim describe it. But it's much more than those words. Okay, so my question, mm-hmm. my question is actually, for us, Torah, it relates to our world mm-hmm. and our universe. Mm-hmm. Is Torah more than that? Is there like a whole lot more to Torah that has nothing to do with our world that... It, it has everything to do with humans, but we are only scratching the surface of what's there. That's Torah and humans, Klal Yisroel, are inseparable. Yisroel, Varaisa, Vakudsha, Barifuchad. Jewish people, the Torah Shem are united. It's all for the sake of us. It's all for the sake of Klal Yisroel. Bereshis Bore, Bishvil Reshis, for the sake of the Jewish people, for the sake of the Torah. So all the Torah is for the sake of, of us earning a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so everything that's involved in that is for the sake of us. And we understand just a drop of all of that which is allowing us to be. <coughs> No, that's the same. Torah and plan for human beings is all one. Right, you can't separate those two things. Torah and Klal Yisrael are united. The Torah predated the world and Klal Yisrael did also in a certain way. The Chachamim say that the Avos preceded the world. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov preceded the world. What does that mean? Right. 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 That, that's a good way to relate to it. In his thought, eventually was carried out into action. He was thinking about those things before the world was made. Yeah. Mr. Diskin, please. It's hard for us to understand. Yes. It's fine. I have no question. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, great. That's your call. All right, we're going to go into a different mimer now, and this is on the photocopy page. If you don't have it, there's one on the back page near Sarah. And we're on the left, I'm sorry, on the right side of the page where the little arrow is. This mimer comes from the Kedushas Levi. The Kedushas Levi was Rav Levi Yitzhak of Berdichev, the famous Berdichev Arav. He was a student of the Magid of Mezrich. Now, just in terms of the sequence, the first leader of the Chassidim was the Baal Shem Tov. He was Nifter in 1760. After him, there was also one leader of the Hasidim, that was the Magid of Mezerich, Rav Dov Ber of Mezerich. He died in 1772. The Magid had many Talmidim, and when he passed away, there was no longer one leader of the Hasidim, and it then spread out to many, like the Rebbe Rebbe Lamelech of Lugensk, the Kedushas Levi, the Balatanya, 
many, many great people who were his students. So the Berdichevarev, one of the great Talmudim of the Magda Mezarich, he lived in the late 1700s, <clears throat> and I think into the 1800s, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive, I believe so. And of course his town was Berdichev, um, he is one of the great personalities, you know, of Hasidus and Sadiqim, his, his advocacy for Klal Yisroel to Hashem. He was constantly saying strong and passionate words about the Jewish people to Hashem. He'd stand in front of the Aron Kodesh and plead with Hashem for Klal Yisroel. And he was a person of great sidkus, you know, personal piety and godless in Torah. And one of his uh, works is the Kedushas Levi, his most well-known work, and that's what we're going to be learning today. So, B'Pasuk, Ve'e'escha l'goi gadol va'avarechecha va'agadlo shemecha. The Torah says, that Hashem says to Avraham, Lech lecha, as we know, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Agadlo shemecha. Those are three things. The Gemara says in Pesachim, I will make you into a great nation. That refers to that which we say, Abraham. I will bless you. We say, the God of Yitzchak. Va'agadla shemecha, I will make your name great. Zesha omrim elokei Yaakov. That is elokei Yaakov. So we all recognize that. That's the first part of Shmon Esrei. Elokei Avram, elokei Yitzchak, elokei Yaakov. It's also mentioned in Sefer Shemos when Hashem tells us through Moshe Rabbeinu He's going to be redeeming the Jewish people. It's a phrase in the Torah. So those three phrases of Lech Lecha refer to that. And then the Gemara continues. Yochel Yehu Chosmin Bakula. Perhaps you should end the bracha. Chosmin is to seal. You should end the bracha with all of them, with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Talmud Lomar, the Torah says, what's the next phrase? Vehaye bracha. And you will be the bracha. Becha Chosmin Velobahem. The bracha concludes with you and not with them. So, what is the Gemara saying here? Halachically, when you have a bracha in Shemon Esrei, the rule is the bracha should conclude thematically the same way it begins. So, for Salah Lanu, please forgive us, Hashem. How does it end? Chanun Hamarbet Lisloach. Slicha at the beginning, Slicha at the end. Or, Baruch Hashem Bless us, Hashem, this year. What's the end? Mavorech Hashanim. Bless the years. You bless the years. So the Psicha and the Chasim, the beginning the end, have to be thematically the same. That's a halacha. So what's the first part of the Shemon Esrei? Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. Hashem is the God of Avraham, Isanya, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Therefore, it should end, Baruch HaTah Hashem, Mogain Avraham Yitzchak V'Yaakov. Or, Elokei Avraham Yitzchak V'Yaakov. So the bracha ends differently than it starts. That's unusual. And it's based on this Gemara, 
which is based on our Pasuk in Lech because it ends with Vehaye Baracha, and Hashem is talking to Avraham, you will be a Bracha, or you will be the Bracha, Bechachosmi. Hashem is telling Avraham, the Bracha will end with you. Baruch Ato Hashem, Mogain Avraham. That's the Halacha, that's how we all say Shemone Esrei, and that's the Makor, the source in Chazal of what the Kedusha Slavi is going to be teaching us about. Now we'll see this on a Avodas Hashem level. Kihine. Yesh Shlosha Midos. There are three Midos, three traits, qualities. Asher Habore Boruchu Misnaheg Bohem Kol Haolamas. And through them, Hashem guides the worlds and presides over all those worlds. Whenever we see Olamos worlds, we're talking about physical and spiritual. So Olamos, physical reality, spiritual reality, all the levels of creation. So there are three Midos, three central Midos that Hashem created and that He uses to guide creation. What are they? Vehem, Midas Ahava, Umidas Hagavura, Umidas Hatiferis. Ahava, literally, is love, kindness, it's the same mida as chesed, giving. Gavura is p- power and strength, but Gavura is a specific kind of power. It's the power of restraint. Ezehu gibor Yitzra, who is a gibor, the one who conquers his Yetzahara. So this power of Gavura means Hashem holds back. Hashem gives, that's chesed, ava. Hashem holds back, that's gavura, also called din or yira. And then there's tiferes. Tiferes is often translated as beauty, but harmonious beauty is a better translation based on the Balatanya. Balatanya says the word tiferes is the blending of many colors to form a beautiful whole. So if you have a picture, and the picture is one color. It may be very pretty. Then you add other colors, other textures. That's a whole different kind of beauty. That's Tiferes. Or, in a musical sense, someone's playing the violin, but playing beautifully. Then someone else plays along with them, even nicer. Then a cello comes in. Uh, Then a bass, then a piano. Now you have a quartet, a quintet, eventually a symphony, so all of that is Tiferes. It's many dimensions coming together to form a beautiful whole. The Midah of Tiferes is the blending of Midos, the balance of Midos. Now, we have learned about this when we learned about Sirasa Omer and the seven weeks leading from Pesach to Shavuos, each week being one Midah. We talked about this pretty extensively. And that's what the Kedusha Slavi is now beginning with, that these three Midos, Hashem made them, and through them, He guides the world. What's one way to look at this? So if you think about it, fundamentally, everything that's going on is giving, holding back, and a blend of the two. Hashem gives, that's the world, He makes the world, He also holds back, the world has limits, boundaries. If he didn't hold back, 
the light of his revelation would be too much for us to bear. So he has to, so to speak, hold back to create an ability to perceive and be in a relationship with him. And he's constantly balancing these two. Chesed and Gevura. Chesed, Gevura, Rachamim. Those are the first three mitos, and that's what we refer to, as we'll see in a minute, when we say Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzhak, Elokei Yaakov. Now, as always, we emulate, we strive to emulate Hashem. So our lives are based on, meaning the way we interact with the world and people, the same three mitos. We, we are givers, and it's appropriate often to give. We also know there are times you have to hold back, Gavura, and that's a healthy thing to do. And then we have to constantly balance and rebalance and reformulate this giving and taking. Think about every situation in life, you'll come down to this. How much do you say? How much do you not say? Did you say too much? Did you say too little? You're asked for a shidduch reference telephone call. How much do I say? How much do I not say? Are you talking to uh, somebody about a person who needs help? How much do I say? How much do I not say? How do I blend those things to get the right message across? It's always in play. Talking to your children, talking to your students, your friends. It's everywhere. Why? Because it's part of the makeup of the world. It's the fabric of the world. That's chesed, gevura, and tiferes. Hashem used it to create the world. He put it inside of us. And it's constantly what we are tapping into to interact with the world. Now those three midos he brings out, the hine, a second line from the bottom, when Hashem is conducting himself with creation, using the mida of ava, of love, then the world is filled with good goodness and beauty, everybody's happy, but when Hashem uses the mida of gavura, of deen, restraint, judgment, then God forbid the world looks different. Literally, it is different, but he really means it looks different. Now, skip the parentheses. I have them in, on, the, on the paper. They'll go about six lines further. Vihine. Midas ha This mida of gavura, afalpi shahu nira shahu lehapeh, midas ahava, even though it appears to be contrary to the mida of ava, there's discipline, there's sometimes punishment, there's din. Kichas v'chalila lifamim hu osedin ba'olam, because sometimes Hashem makes din in the world and the world becomes a harsh place. Afalpike, nonetheless, tachlisa hu ahava. But the tachlis of the deen is ahava. The tachlis of the judgment, or the onesh, is ahava. Kamosha amru chavere iov iov. As iov, who was suffering greatly, was told by his friends, v'hoyo, Reshischa meets or the beginning is painful, Vacharischa Yashkemaod, but in the end it will be very fruitful and prosper. That's what his friends told him. 
כי איכר מידס הגבורה לעשות לפעמים חס וחלילה דין בעולם, because sometimes Hashem חס ושלום has to make דין in the world, כדי שאחר כך יושפע כל טוב. So that following that דין, good things will follow. Okay, so let's talk about this for a moment. First of all, in Shemona Esrei, this is based on the Ramchal and the Derech Hashem. When we say, each time we dive in Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, mm-hmm. we are evoking those midos of Chesed, Din, and Rachamim. Mm-hmm. We're touching them. We're activating them. Because every day, when Hashem creates the world, recreates the world, or going back to last week's Mimer, he emanates his Devar Hashem into reality continually. Each day has different midos. There's no day in all of history which is the same as any previous day. It might look the same, the clock passes in the same way on the wall, but it's not. Every day has different midos. And the midah of chesed is in play, as is gavura, as is Rachami. And when we say those phrases, Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov, Avraham is Chesed, Yitzchak is Din, Gevura, Yaakov is Rachami, Tiferes. So we're trying to tap into the Midos in Kedusha to bring down Hashem's Bracha into the world. So we evoke those Midos by saying the names of the Avos who correspond to them. Now, the Midah of Chesed, when it comes into the world openly, like the Kedushas Levi says, so it's a very happy, beautiful, brachadika life. But when the Midah of Din comes into the world, things appear to be very bad. People are suffering, God forbid. So he's saying here that it appears then, when there's Din in the world, like, what happened to this loving God? Like people always ask. Where is this gracious, kind, nice HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when all the suffering is going on? So all of the deen, the Kedushas Levi says, is leading to Ahava. It's leading to Chesed. And it's necessary in order to get to the Chesed. I think one of the most Common, commonly used mishalim in this regard is when a parent has to discipline a child. So the child does not like that. And why, are you dis- why are you doing that to me? Why do I have to stay in my room? Why can't I have all my privilege? But you know that you're doing that to your child because you love your child and there are certain times you have to discipline and you're doing it mitoch ahava. It's coming from love. So the child is saying, you hate me, and the child is saying, I hate you, and everybody hates you, right? So that's what they're experiencing. As they grow up, <clears throat> hopefully, they start to realize that what that was about, and they become parents in their own right, and they are then on the other side of the equation. So we know, as parents, what we're doing. We know that that's Dean for the sake of Ahava. One would never, chas v'shalom, just lash out at a child for no higher reason. That's just chas, that's anger. Those are the things we try and avoid, the things that we do tshuva for. And I yelled at my child and I shouldn't have. 
So that's, there's no place for that, just stop to be harsh. The only place for that is we know it leads, if done properly, to a child that has good midos and integrity and honesty. And the deen leads to the ahava. That's its purpose. We could also say any onesh in Yiddishkeit is what is called in uh, the, cir- the circles of psychology constructive punishment. We're only disciplining for the sake of a higher goal. Never just stand to hurt somebody. And that's what the Kedushas Levi here is saying regarding the Mida of Deen in the world. That that's its purpose. Okay, now, that's something we're familiar with, and he's going to attach this to our Shmon Esrei Mogen Avram concept. The Knights of the Fathers. Please. Yes. And the higher purpose would be that the world needs to be cleansed of something through Onish, or we might need a kapora for something that we did, and as a result of that kapora, we're now able to receive higher things. So and Dean honest, only has that. Honest, 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 honest. Mm-hmm. They're not <coughs> all punishment. No, definitely not. Some of them may be Onish, maybe we did something wrong, but a good part of Nisyonos is, are those things that we endure in life to take us to a higher level of our own character. But that's not necessarily... It's not an Onish. It's not an Onish. Avinu's ten Nisyonos, they were not Onshim. They were life experiences to take him to a higher place. Akedas Yitzchak is not an Onish. A person did an Avera, they didn't do Tshuva, so therefore they need to have an Onesh to cleanse them of the effect of that Avera. That's an Onesh. It could be, could be, but it could also not be, and we don't know these things. We don't know if we're getting an Onesh or not. No. We don't know, is this a, an Onesh because I did something wrong, or is this something that I have to endure in order to develop my midos, make me a stronger, better, more whole person, take me to the next stage of my life. It's usually good, in my opinion, for people not to um, fixate on this bad thing as an onish. Because it usually takes us to bad places. We start to condemn ourselves, and most of the time we're not even right. We're just reading in our, our own sometimes low self-esteem into a situation. It has nothing to do with that. So one can always do tshuva, right? Tshuva is always a good thing. If I did something wrong, you know, I forgive me, I'll try not to do it again. I'll even be more than happy if you show me what it is that I did wrong. That's really helpful. And then we say, okay, now we did that. You give your tzedakah, say some tehillim, try and improve ourselves, that's tshuva. And then I think at that point, what we got to do is step off of that and say, how do I grow from this? How do I grow from this? What is Hashem looking for me? What can I do to become a greater person? Yeah, please, Debbie.
have so much Lashon Hara. <laughs> and later someone said, yeah, you know, that could be. That could be. And when I repeated that to some other people, they were like, no, 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 no. That's chutzpah. Don't think that to your own esh. For, you know, that's chutzpah from a kid. That has nothing to do with, you know. So you would answer that also that way? Yeah, although I would be, I would say, I would put a little more balance in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is this, you know. If we're speaking Lashon Hora, we ought to do tshuva, right? But we don't know what the consequences of that. Maybe that is the reason. I don't know. I don't know if that's it. I certainly don't think the child should be saying that. Or I wouldn't say, yeah, you're right, that's why you went out to do you know. But in terms of my own avoda, I have to take a look at that and say, you know, I, I said something wrong. I spoke, I spoke about somebody inappropriately in front of my children. Maybe that did have a Rosh Hashanah. I should, I should take a look at that and, and improve that. That's not like the Yeah. No, not going to play God and say, therefore, that's why they went off that's the Dera. Then, then we're playing God. Yes. But to use it as a Heath Oruus for improvement of self, sure. Mm-hmm. Do we yeah. ever know when we're getting an Onish? Oh, that's a hard question. Do we ever know if we're getting an Onish? I don't think so. You think you do? Yeah. I, I, I guess, you, you know, know what, I don't, scared, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're yeah. in a situation, and you don't even open your mouth, but in your heart you go, well, you know, she, I could see, I, I sort of get that girl's point, but not really, and you want to be on her side, yeah. but this girl's talking about how hard the specific thing is, and then, but you're on the outside, so you really can't, you, you're judging her a little bit of, oh, she's taking, she's too, trying to be outside. I don't want to be specific. Um, she's making this, she's playing this up too big. She's making this into a bigger thing than it is. She should just go on with her life. And sometimes in your heart you go like, let her just adjust to it and go on. Then, Hasbashal, something similar happens to you. Or the same thing happens to you and you go, oh. I wasn't compassionate enough. To have that happen. Right, so I think that happens to everybody, right? That certainly happened to me. Oh, I guess I should have been a little more careful, more sensitive when I spoke to so-and-so. Maybe that's why this is happening to me. I would just conclude it as maybe. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. You can never judge anybody. Right, so maybe that was a judgmental comment. Possibly. Okay, possibly. That's what I'm saying. Not, you know, right. like it makes you think twice, you go, not that I'm being punished for it, but for, wow, I didn't know that's really hard. Maybe that is why that came my way. There's a, a, lot, a lot to say about this, right? Because who knows what's what. But we can think about it a little bit. Do you have a comment? I think anything is an illness because there's a lot of mothers still out there anyway. Too, too much guilt anyway. Even more. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really feel for the most part it's not a good way to look at something. Only, I just say it again, I think it's important, only in terms of if it's ma'orer me to do some tshuva. That's a good thing. But not to say that is why that happened. I'm not going to go there, but if it, if it kindled a thought in my mind that I can do something better, like, that's a good thing. Go ahead, Sonia, please. I was wondering, I was hearing from what 
in terms of how it ends and how it's connected. Mm -hmm. And just to emphasize what you were saying about parenting and good parenting is that when you discipline your child, I was thinking it's, when you were saying that's not, we say it's character building, but why? Why do you want to build the character of your child? Mm -hmm. So that they'll be loved by people, that they'll be people that other people enjoy, mm -hmm. and that, that's why we do it. Not, you'll be a person of good character. You know, people could resent, children could resent that. Right. You know, I thank you. My it friend. builds character, right? right? <laughs> but what you want is you want your child to enjoy life. You want them to enjoy people, enjoy the world. People should enjoy them. You're trying to make them lovable people. So it's not that Hashem is punishing us. Whatever we need to go through so that we will become more lovable or more, as you were saying, um, Roy to receive his light and his goodness, that's where it's always leading. That's why it's ending Ma'ava, because that Gavur is always in service right. of making us more capable of receiving mm -hmm. his love. Mm -hmm. And that's a very good way to say, to, <laughs> to say it. And we're trying to get into that place, that position of life where we can be mekablim of Hashem's chesed and his ava. The more we refine our character, the more we're capable of doing that. Yeah. Good, thank you. Yes, please. Hi. Sure. I'm going to go on a tangent. Okay. What about the Holocaust? That was pretty horrific. Um, right. Was it a punishment? Was it a cleansing? Was it... There are certain things, you know, that are completely beyond our ability to comprehend. Right. Hashem has His cheshbon and His infinite wisdom, why that was necessary. But it's beyond us, in my opinion, to give reasons. It's too vast and too... Uh, the proportion of the tragedy is so beyond our, our anybody's description that so indeed are the abilities to understand it. And I think that it's true, we have learned many important lessons from people who survived and from people who were killed at the hands of the Nazis, and all of those things that come out of it that help us be mechazek ourselves. But those are lessons learned. We, we should never call them reasons. You know, the, the tragedy is too great to attach a reason to it. Yeah, the Ahas knew when they were going into Mishnah. Sure. Like Moshe knew, like, he wasn't allowed to go into Torah because. Yeah. And even though. I think it's so much Shiva, Shemalim. But they knew, it was clear to them. Yeah. Yeah, they had an understanding of that. But I think it's important also to go back to what the Rebson was saying in terms of our view of the word Onesh. Because the English word punishment is so negative, and the Hebrew concept of onish is always to get a person into a better place. And even if, even if it's for the sake of an avera we did, even if it's from that, but the goal of it, I don't even know that there's a good translation for it in, in English. The goal of it is to help that person get themselves into a better place. 
And that's the whole tachlis of Dina and Onish. Sorry, yeah, please. Very good, very, very good thought. And really, it really uh, take, takes a lot of energy. Why couldn't it be accepting the mitzvahs, working with the mitzvahs, growing from the mitzvahs is a very good constructive way. And also the idea that we're not quite living in reality when we're trying to change. We're still somehow fighting it, denying it, and it's not till we live in reality that we truly are living our, our lives and becoming the people that we can be. Yeah. Thank you. All right, so the last part of this mimer. <clears throat> Let's see where we left off. Afalpi. Um, it's about 20 lines up in the left side. I was talking about Nachum Ishkamzu. We're about to get to that point. Yeah. There was a great person, Atana, named Nachum Ishgamzu. He was one of the rabbis of Rabbi Akiva. Anything that happened to him, he would say, Gamzu Latova, this too is for the good. Gamzu. Even though something happened to him which looks like it's not good. But he knew that it was ultimately for the sake of good. And the fact that initially it did not look good, it was only for the sake that something actually visibly, tangibly good would follow. So his central theme here is that even when there's mida of din, of gura, that the tachlis of that is always ahava. And I should add that we may, we may not experience that tachlis in this world. It may be something we experience in the next world. Vihine yodua, it is known. Sha'avraham Romez avi midas ahava, v'yitzchak amidas hagvura, v'yakov amidas hatiferes. As we learned before, Avraham is the mida of ava, love, chesed. Yitzchak is the mida of din. Yaakov is the mida of tiferes, rachamim, blending. V'zehu sha'amar. So now back to that Gomorrah we quoted at the beginning. Yochol yehu chosmin bekulam. So the halachic statement means, Hashem says to Avraham, maybe we should conclude the bracha with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But what does that mean, al-derech in machshava? Klomar, it means, she midas ha-gevura v'hatiferes tachlis gamkein gevura. Maybe the midah of gevura should end with gevura. 
maybe the midah of deen should end with deen. That's the idea of the question, maybe it should conclude with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Maybe it should conclude with Chesed, Din, and Rachamim. L'zeh Omar, so Hashem says to Avraham, no, it doesn't. B'chachos min, it always concludes with love, with you, Avraham Avinu. So anything that transpires by way of Din, Gevura, ultimately is leading to Chesed, and that's why the bracha does not conclude with Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov, because they represent Din and Tiferes, Avraham represents Chesed and Ava, Bechachosmin. The end is always love. That's the concept Adirach Avoda. Kolomar Tachlis Tiferes Vahagavura, Huraksha Yisora Midas Ava that the ultimate purpose of the other Midos, of Tiferes and Gevura, or Din and Ira, they are in the service of Ava. Ki hu tachlis Because the word chosem is to sign something, to complete it. That means it's done. That's the goal. Avraham is the chasima. Chesed, Ava is always the ultimate goal. And now he, he says something leading to another concept. I'll just read it to finish off the paragraph. These three traits were also present in the 12 tribes, the 12 Shvatim. That's a different idea. So here he's saying that each Midah, no matter how it's employed by Hashem, the final manifestation, the, the end of the journey for all things is Chesed Avah. It concludes with Avraham Avinu. Every midah is in the service of that. And there's another way of saying this. Olam chesed yibana. The world is built on kindness. The pasuk. What about all the other midahs? Right. Well, all the other midahs are in the service of chesed. It's built on kindness. But gevura leads ultimately to chesed. Tiferes leads ultimately to chesed. The idea of disciplining a child is for the sake of the betterment of that child for all the reasons we talked about. That's how Hashem's conducting himself with us. It's all Lama'an Chesed Diyava. Yeah, Rebison, please. So you wouldn't say for the sake of justice, but you would say justice for the sake of love. Yes, that's exactly right. Justice would be, Mishpat would be in the service ultimately of Chesed. At so Hashem. A, a, like a stark absolute, yes, you do this for just for the cause of justice. Right. There's no cause of justice. Yeah. Well, there is, but it's serving a higher cause. Right. right. I'm saying yeah. in terms of ultimate cause, right. you would never say that. There's, right. no, there's no reason that you have to serve justice. Justice has to serve love, and, 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 that's, and, that's, and that's why maybe right. justice ultimately. is a lot more movable than we think it is. Right, right. Otherwise it becomes very, very harsh. Or, on the other hand, very liberal, very, very free-flowing. That also doesn't lead anywhere. Right. So, because ultimately the, the justice, a person does something wrong, and they have to be, let's say, put to trial for that, or there's a based in, or a Sanhedrin, that, that is all for the ultimate purpose of Ahava and Chesed that comes out of that. Everybody gains from that, even though some individuals will, in the immediate sense, be fined or penalized or, or some, some type of penalty. That's true, but taking that further, everyone's going to gain from that. 
both on both sides of the party. Hashem's justice is for the purpose of all parties. It's like the Mishnah that yeah. says when we have litigants, the judge has to see them in the beginning like they're both chai, and that they're both not chai. Right. So it's not like after the judgment that person's a condemned man. He's a free man now. He paid his debt and right. he's released. That, that's, that's, a, that's exactly right. And this is what you said, but the, the Mishnah says, as long as the litigants do what they're told. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then you can look at them as both being tzaddikim. Yeah, I owe him 500 bucks and I paid him. Okay, everybody's a tzaddik now. What's that, Lydia? Not really. No, not, not really. Truth is also in the service of Ahava. Now, I know what you're saying, that, you know, truth is the top of the ladder. But really, Emes is on the same plane as Tiferes Rachamim. And it's the same idea. Hashem destroyed the world. He didn't. He didn't. He pledged it. Otherwise, there'd be no world. It, it's always in the surface, in the service of that there's going to be more bracha to follow. Mm -hmm. The world did not end. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That was a major, a major dean experience for the world. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah, sir, please. No, no, no. Hashem wanted to create, the, so to speak, with Dean, saw the world couldn't withstand that, and therefore it, it implemented the need of Rachamim. Okay, good. I, I, I imagine I misunderstood that, but okay. thank you. Sure. Okay, have a great day, everybody. Asher Koach, a wonderful week. Great to see you. Thank you. Dedicated. Sponsored by Tanya Shuchman in memory of her mother, Esther Bat Mazal. Thank you, Tanya. I, I stopped it already. Oh,